What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews, and this is going to be part two of revisiting the 2012 Stanley Cup Finals, the one that slipped away from us. If you hadn't checked out the last episode, we, Sarah and I basically talked about how both of our teams got to the Stanley Cup Finals and what was our roads like, what were the X factors, and what players really stood out and helped our team get to that point. In this episode, Sarah's going to talk about what went right for the Kings, and I'm going to talk about what went wrong for the Devils. So enjoy this crossover episode, part two. All right, well, it's the moment of truth. Let's talk about the Stanley Cup. So Kovalchuk, Eliash, and Parise, that's the big three for the Devils, I consider. All had a, a high amount of points and... They were just dominant all season. It's all led up to this. Henrik, that Calder Memorial Trophy finalist, everything's led up to it. The trades, the adding, the star power, the veterans. And now here we are. The Stanley Cup finals against the Los Angeles Kings didn't go the way we expected. (laughs) Game one, we lose (laughs) two to one in OT. Game two, we lose two to one again in OT. What are the chances of that happening? Game three, we lose four to nothing. Four. We get shut out. And it's like, uh-oh, not good. Not good at all. And we're like, bro, door, come on, come on. Or offense, come on, come on. Eliash, we need you to score more goals. Because Eliash did, kind of took a step back in the playoffs, I, I'd say. And then game four, we went three to one. Game five, we went two to one. Game six, the, keep in mind, the Devils, for, for these – Three straight games. This is win or go home. We lose six to one in the final game. Six to one. That's embarrassing right there. We didn't even try that game. And the Kings end up becoming the Stanley Cup champions. Sarah, I'm, I'm just, I'm still in awe. Like, what happened? Six to one in that final game? That's a win or go home. And you just lied on your back and you said, we're going home. Yep. And like, even like looking at that game, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily even. You know, the, the guys from the Kings who scored that in that last game, um, first off, there were three three goals scored on a power play. Um, you know, the, the, the Kings certainly had a little bit of a field day with that one. Um, you know, I feel like as, as we, as has been talked about on, I feel like several of these shows now, um, that there was the Steve Bernier hit on Rob Scuderi that gave the Kings a major uh, penalty to just go to town on. And I feel like things just spiraled after that uh, for the devils and the guys who were scoring for the Kings weren't they're, they're not high scorers. Um, Trevor Lewis scored in that go in that game twice. Matt green had a goal. Uh, those guys aren't your big scorers. You know, you also had Dustin Brown and Jeff Carter who are a little more offensive minded, but yeah, I mean, you look at that game, you look at the penalties in that game. It was just ugly. Um, it was not, you know, it, it seems a little bit of, I feel like the Devils would want to do over on that one because I don't think, you know, the game got off to a bad start with that major penalty and then just went out of control after that. And I feel like, you know, if they could turn back time and have that hit not happen, um, would we have had a different story? Would this have game, gone to game seven? You know, maybe. 
but sometimes it's just that one hit. It's that one, you know, weird moment or something that just throws your team, you know, off kilter that, you know, unfortunately for the devils, this happened in the deciding game. And, you know, the fact that they were able to push it to six games by coming back and winning, you know, four and five, you know, shows that, yeah, they weren't just going to roll over. They weren't just going to be like, well, we're down. Oh, well, we're done. But yeah, that last game, just from the beginning, I feel like the pace was set, the tone was set and the Kings just, once they had those three goals early in the first, like they just did not look back and it ends with Dustin Brown lifting the cup. And Jonathan quick getting that huge contract. Oh yeah. Well, we'll, we're, we're, we're paying for that one now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But the, the way I see it is, okay, I, I feel like the final game, game six, was completely ugly. But if I were the Devils, the game that I'd be tossing and turning would be games one and two, honestly, because you lose those games two to one in OT. As I said, you had Kovalchuk, Eliash, Per Ise. You, you have these offensive weapons. And Henrique as well. And it's like, you, you only score two goals in two games? Like, everyone's bound to have a bad game here and there, and it just so happened to happen in game six for the Devils. But I just feel like the, the, the game I would be tossing and turning were just those OT losses, because it's just like, they were so winnable completely winnable game three game six yes they were completely ugly we get shut out in game three and we lose six to one and like i said i i feel like we needed more um we needed more help from patrick eliash he he finished the playoffs with eight points five goals three assists but look at what kovolchek did he had eight goals 11 11 assists and finished with 19 total points in the playoffs zach parisi Parise, man, I keep, I keep, I keep butchering his name. That's always so hard. Uh, eight goals, <laughs> eight goals, seven assists, fifteen points. Salvador did decent. Zajac did decent. Henrik, five goals, eight assists. You know, pretty, pretty good. Larson, I, I, I just don't know what happened to Eliash. Uh, maybe it was just because of age. Uh, Shakora too, like like five goals and no, I'm not not goals points for Sakura that entire playoffs. It was just the the games I would be tossing and turning if I was a uh, New Jersey Devils player. Well, I guess I am tossing and turning because I'm a fan. Is games one and two because you, how do you lose an OT? See, in this case, you don't. As a play by play announcer, here's where where I see. I don't blame the goalie. I don't blame Brudor. A lot of people do blame Brudor, but he did his job in games one and two. The offense didn't do their jobs. The defense did their jobs. Game three, Brodor and the defense, not good. Can't give up four goals. And the offense, you can't get shut out. Games four and five, okay. Eh, decent, decent. You win three to one, and then you get your revenge by winning two to one. Game six, just ugly all around. Brodor didn't do their job. The offense didn't do their job. The defense didn't do their job. So, in your opinion, who's more to blame for the Devils? Was it just their lackadaisical offense? Was it the defense just sometimes showing up and sometimes showing up, but for the most part, just 
breaking down in, in, in games like three and six? Or do you just blame Brodeur because, you know, he was getting older and just like, you know, do, do, was this the right option? Like, where, where do you think went wrong for the Devils, in your opinion? You know, I, re- I really do think that it was just the offense drying up at the exact wrong time. Um, because even if you look at like the shot totals that, you know, Brodeur faced, it wasn't like the Kings were putting you know, 40, 50 shots on him. You know, he wasn't facing a huge, a huge barrage, which maybe could reflect negatively on him. Like if you're facing 20 shots a night, how about not letting them in? But like as, as a, you know, Kings reporter and seeing the Kings deal with these issues of the offense, just drying up, you know, even if you look back at the Kings, the the series where they got swept by Vegas a couple seasons ago, those games were all like one, nothing two one. They weren't like, you know, Jonathan quick wasn't getting the, the doors blown off every night. It was just that every scorer on the Kings stopped scoring at the same time. And, you know, your goaltender can only do so much if he's not getting like the run support essentially from the guys in front of him. So, you know, that that's always the first thing that I would look at is, you know, taking aside that game six, where I feel like just everything went wrong for New Jersey. Um, you know, the rest of those games were all very low scoring affairs, really. And they, they just couldn't outscore their own problems because all of their offense just just dried up. So as much as like, you know, we all people like to like tease Martin Brodeur and like, you know, whatever, he's old, washed up or whatever at this point in his career, like I really wouldn't put it on him. Um, you know, at least not without like going back and reviewing every goal in the season or in, in this series or whatever. Um, you know, I really do think that it's just a case of like, you know, just it stinks whenever the guys you can count on as your offensive weapons just all suddenly forget what to do. Um, and, you know, maybe some of that was the style of the Kings gameplay that, you know, they just had a hard time adapting. And so maybe there was a coaching issue as well of, you know, Daryl Sutter for all that is good and bad about him was really excellent when it came to knowing how to coach against another team and to find ways to shut down another team. Um, so I would also be interested in looking at coaching as well to see, you know, how well did the devils adjust? Okay. You lose game one in overtime, you lose, lose game two in overtime. Like those are both coin tosses. Like it sucks, but whatever. Um, but when they realized what they were doing, wasn't working, did they have an answer to it or, did they just keep doing the same thing and hope for different results? So that, that would be kind of where I would tend to look is, you know, yeah, a, your offense dried up and B, you know, maybe there just wasn't the strategy to get them past those issues and find another way to score. I feel like you did hit the nail on the head, which is they just tried to do the same thing over and over and it just didn't work. And Sometimes when you try to do the same thing over and over, sometimes when teams figure it out, that's when you, you got to change up your game plan. Because keep in mind, they were they were almost eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. That, that game against the Panthers went to seven games. The Flyers, they walked right over them. Flyers were no match. And the Rangers, they got their revenge, beating them in six games. But the Kings, I guess, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. From what I see, I think they were a very smart unit. They got their act together at the very right time, and they just they just said, "Let's use what you know against you," and that's what happened. So, all in all, 
the title of this episode is going to be the one that slipped away. And that's the one yep. that got away. <laughs> just, just so close. You had everything going for you. The defense was great. You made the right trades. You made the right pickups. You had the right components. You had the right goalie. And you just let it get past you. And now it's going to be God knows how many years before the Devils get back to the playoffs, period. Because they didn't make the playoffs the next year. I'd say then this happened for four or five more seasons. Make the playoffs, losing the first round. Now they're back to where they started. And how are the Kings doing, by the way? Well, bad but looking better. Um, you know, aside, you know, they obviously won the cup in 2014, uh, and have struggled on and off after that, um, largely for the reasons why no one necessarily expected them to win that Stanley cup was because, you know, issues with offense, you know, Jonathan quick is not getting any younger, but the Kings do have at this point, um, pretty much universally by any hockey writer, analyst, whatever, who looks at it has one of, if not the best prospect pools in the league and now is getting the number two draft pick in the upcoming draft and I think that for the first time in the years that I've been covering this team um, I I didn't I I think I may have jinxed the Kings because I didn't start covering them until after the 2014 cup and then of course as soon as I started covering them um, they started to do bad (laughs) so it could be my fault I don't know Um, but for the first time Mm -hmm. since then um you know, I, I do feel like there's hope on the horizon for them because they're starting to build pieces. They're starting to bring in prospects that are going to do really well. Um, there's there's a transition period between the old guard of the guys who are left who raised that cup in 2012 um, and bringing on these new young guys. So they're not out of the woods yet. I feel like next season and like even talking about next season is like who knows what's going to happen because – you know, we think there's going to be hockey, but what if there isn't? We have no idea. Oh, oh no. There's, but, you know, I, I think the next season, you know. <laughs> there's definitely going to be hockey. Could, could be a bubble team. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we're, we're, yeah. I'm hoping there's going to be hockey. Like, there, everyone def- wants there to be. <laughs> I, I said this on my show. There's definitely going to be hockey because too much money's at stake for a season to get canceled. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's the big thing. Um, But, you know, I I think that they could maybe be a bubble team coming up in the future. You know, they ended the season on a, like, seven-game winning streak. They were just finally starting to gel together. Uh, So I think they have a lot of good pieces and hope for the future. Um, It's just a matter of execution, and I think that they have a good guy behind the bench, even though I was very uh, skeptical at first of the hiring of Todd McClellan last season. I just kind of saw it as, like, here we go, hiring the same guy that got fired by another team. Like, here we go again. Uh, you know, much like you've talked about with hiring Lindy Ruff, I was like, I don't know. Like, could we do something a little different? Could we try something different? But um, he proved this season that he really does have a way to get through to both the really young guys and the guys who have been along around for a long time. Um, so I'm hopeful for the future. Um, and I just have to hope they don't disappoint me. <laughs> I guess uh, I'm just going to go uh, – I'm just going to piggyback off you for a second, and then we're going to get out of here. I do agree with you. I feel like the Devils, they have potential. They have young potential. They got some veterans on their team. And 
I have the utmost faith in Tom Fitzgerald that he can lead this team out of the gutter. Um, it's been a rough few years. We have some bad contracts on our team. We have the seventh pick in this year's NHL draft. Uh, we got to develop Jack Hughes to see if he can become that dominant center. All I'm just saying is maybe he could gain 15 pounds or so just so he could become a more physically imposing. That's all I'm saying. But uh, I got to see what Lindy Ruff does. Uh, I, I said it on my show a few days ago, I hope I'm wrong about Lindy Ruff. I really hope I'm wrong because I want to be wrong. And, but I just got to go based off of what I see on paper. And we, we just got to see, we just got to see what this team can do. Um, and losses like that in the Stanley cup, 2012, it hurts. It really hurts. Cause it, you just think of what could have been, what could have been, what could have gone better. We could have had a Stanley cup more recently, but now our latest Stanley cup was from 2003, which I guess is better than what most teams can say, so I can't complain. But I have the utmost faith in this Devils organization. We're young. We have some money. Um, you know, we have some money to work with, and even with a few bad contracts, I think we've made a few smart trades and some not so smart, and some trades that seemed like a good idea at the time, but just didn't pan out in the long run. But you know. That's what you have to rebuild. And as we say in Philadelphia, you got to trust the process. And that's what the Devils are going to do. So that's all I got to say. You got anything else to add? Maybe we'll meet each other again in a couple of years in the Stanley Cup once we're both done uh, rebuilding. <laughs> yeah, by Get a rematch. Ha- yeah, by the time that happens, uh, I, might, I, I might have been, hmm, how old would I be? I'd probably, I'd probably be 30. <laughs> I'd probably be 30 <laughs> by the time that happens. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but no time soon. No time soon. But uh, yep. anyway. <laughs> Before we continue, I know, I know, I know you're enjoying what you're listening to, but just hear me out for a second because I need to make an important announcement. Chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Do you want to know the best part? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 plus years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, <laughs> I know I, I already said best of all, but this is the even better prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and at the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com i want to thank my guest sarah for appearing on this crossover episode we talked about the one that slipped away the Devils lost to the Kings in the 2012 Stanley Cup. Sarah, thank you for joining me on my show. Thanks for and, having me. And stay tuned for future episodes.
So I hope you guys enjoyed that crossover episode. It was so much fun to guest star on that show, and you are in store for more. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Locked On Devils on the Locked On Network. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey.